0: Well, welcome to quantum number 292 quantum podcast that looks at news and views from throughout the world. We look at culture and music and so many other things and uh, ask lots of questions. Um, As always, your feedback is appreciated and your comments and your news. But I'm going to begin with a song that um, I hadn't heard for a while and I came across it the other day and just thought, yeah, it fits this week's theme.
2: And you may find yourself living in a shotgun shack And you may find yourself in another part of the world And you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile And you may find yourself in a beautiful, With a beautiful wife And you may ask yourself
0: heads Once in a lifetime, you may find yourself letting the days go by. Well, there are some people who have lived. <clears throat> please excuse me, my voice. I'm still recovering from a lung infection. Um, but you find yourself letting the days go by. You got a you got a lifetime to live. Maybe once in a lifetime, we're going to look at. Well, we're going to look at something like the death of Navalny. What that means. Um. Can I just say that uh, from last week's, the Taylor Swift special, if you like, uh, I've written an article which, again, we put all the links up on the website www.theweafly.com, and there's so much been going on with that. And I have to say that the church reaction, I don't know, I found it a bit weak, to be honest. Um, I find it extraordinary That today on the news in Australia, they were live tracking and following Taylor Swift bringing her private jet from Hawaii with her boyfriend. And it was riding into Sydney and the news had this as a major news event. I think that tells us an enormous amount about our society. But what we're also going to look at is uh, our country of the week is Mongolia. (coughs) Excuse me. Why are the French limiting freedom of speech? What Islamic intimidation took place in the House of Commons this week? Why was Steve Wright sacked? What's wrong with American justice? Is this the most immoral TV program so far? Why did John Lewis go walk? What did Dr. Phil tell Joe Rogan about trans teenagers? Can men breastfeed? Why did the Multiple Sclerosis Society sack an elderly woman? What does a syrup rebrand tell us about the Bible and modern culture? Who is the lying celebrity vicar? And will holding raves in cathedrals revive the church? All this plus numbers 70 to 66 in my Spotify top 100. But let's begin with this, gentlemen. My message
2: for the uh, situation when I'm killed is very simple. Not give up. И здесь у меня просто очевидная вещь. Но не сдавайтесь. Не надо, нельзя сдаваться. Если это произошло, это означает, что мы необыкновенно сильны в этот момент. That
0: is Navalny, one of my heroes. Now I understand that for some conservatives there is a, a, a danger that they be tempted to see Putin as some kind of hero. Please don't see him as some kind of hero. Navalny, we, we don't know exactly what happened to Navalny, but we do know that Putin was responsible for his death because even if he died in prison of natural causes, which is highly unlikely, but even if he did, he was in prison because of his opposition to Putin. What I didn't know was that this... Uh, Navalny is a, a nationalist, by the way, and a lot of people don't like him. Suddenly he's a hero to everybody, but a lot of people didn't like him because of that. He also, and I did not know this until recently, was a Christian. He says, the fact that I am a Christian, I was once quite a militant atheist myself, but now I am a believer and that helps me a lot in my activities because everything becomes much, much easier. I think about things less. There are fewer dilemmas in my life. And I mentioned that last week, but I just think that's so significant and so important. There is a superb article in The Spectator which uh, illustrates Navalny's courage and also his sense of humour. I love what he did in prison to pass the time. Denied letters from his family, he entered into a comic correspondence with the authorities, requesting a kangaroo, a kimono and a balalaika, and then sitting back and savouring the official replies. Suggesting an honour for a fellow prisoner who displayed lethal fighting abilities, he received a typical response – Regarding your demand that a black belt in karate be awarded to your cellmate to kill the man with his bare hands, we report that the questioning of bestowing martial qualifications is not within the competency of this facility. Yeah. Bureaucracies never get humour, do they? That's, that's one thing for us to remember. To me, Navalny is an absolute hero. His courage is incredible. And by the way, here's his tweet from last Easter. Christ is risen. This day reminds us that we should not despair. And no matter how hard it is now, the time will come when evil is defeated. And people will once again say with a smile, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Well, here's the anthem from our country of the week. Mongolia I am utterly fascinated by Mongolia. It's one of the countries in the world I would just absolutely love to visit. It is the largest landlocked country uh, I think in, in the world. It's bordered by Russia to the north and China to the south, covering an era uh, an area of one over one and a half million square kilometers. Now remember of course that uh, we measure everything by the size of Scotland and Scotland's only 80,000. So this is basically, Mongolia is 20 times the size of Scotland. And it's got a population of just 3.3 million, making it the world's most sparsely populated state. I mean, Mongolian history is fascinating. Think of Genghis Khan. Uh, The capital, Ulaanbaatar, is the largest city and it's home to roughly half of the population just over 50 percent are buddhist 40 percent no religion from the communist era three percent islam two and a half percent shamanism and 1.3 percent christian now mongolia is a democracy uh, but it's in a difficult situation because it's between china and russia and both of them want it and its resources so i find it just fascinating the A journalist in the capital, I can't pronounce his name, I think it's Jargal Sakayan Dambadaraja, (laughs) uh, says, we believe in human rights, freedom of speech and democracy. Whoever agrees with these values is our friend, but we're not going to punch anybody who disagrees with them, and nor do we want them to punch us. A fascinating fact about Mongolia is that it depends entirely on Russia for its fuel supplies, while almost all its exports go to China. And another fascinating fact is it's got one of the best rock bands in the world. Not The Who as in from the UK, but The Who as in H-U. This is a little bit of their song, Juve Juve. Look them up on YouTube They've got some great stuff I love them I love them I think they're brilliant Alright let's go to France um, France Remember liberty Equality Fraternity Or whatever it is uh, Forget the liberty part They've just passed a law Through the National Assembly On Valentine's Day February the 14th That imposes severe penalties On those who criticise mRNA vaccines So So As of today, criticism of such therapeutic treatments could result in up to three years of imprisonment or a fine of 45,000 euros. This, by the way, has been nicknamed the Pfizer law or the Pfizer article. Wow. That's extraordinary. It really is quite extraordinary. You just can't question now, mRNA may be a safe technology. We don't know. And neither does the French government. And even if it could be proven 100% safe, to criminalise medical liberty is an astonishing thing. But somewhat typical of the EU, I would suggest. Okay, my number 70 song on the Spotify list is this wonderful thing from Jethro Tull, "Wandering Aloud.
3: Wandering Aloud How we feel today Last night, except the sunset, my hand in her hair. We are our own saviors as we start, both our hearts beating loud. to each other Wondering aloud Will the years treat us well As she floats in the kitchen I'm tasting the smell Of toast as the butter runs Then she comes Spilling crumbs on the bed And I shake my head And it's only the giving that takes you What you are
0: Okay, um... The House of Commons had a vote on Gaza calling for an immediate ceasefire. Now, there's a huge fuss because there were two different motions. It was the SNP one, uh, which basically just seemed to blame Israel. And the SNP, I mean, to be honest, they really do make me feel ill because they virtue signal like mad as though them putting forward a motion is going to make any difference whatsoever. Not to this conflict at all. And, and they don't talk about many other situations that are going on in the world but the speaker lindsay hoyle got himself in trouble because he accepted i think against convention the labor amendment instead which was eventually passed
1: i regret oh it's ended up it was not my intention i wanted that all
0: i wanted all to ensure they could express their views and all sides of
1: the House could vote. As it was, in particular, the SNP were ultimately unable to vote on their proposition. I am, and I
0: regret, with the deep. with
1: my sadness that it's ended up on like that, in this position. That was never my intention for it to end up like this.
0: Now, all of this is relatively meaningless, but what I think is not meaningless is this Stammer. Keir Starmer, the leader of the Labour Party, went and visited Hoyle in his office and he warned him that Labour's MP security was at risk. Many had been deluged by criticisms, threats and abuse since abstaining on a similar SNP motion in November. There were hundreds of protesters congregating outside Parliament and they were worried that worse might come and Hoyle eventually agreed. Now, what's going on here is this. Islamist militants If this was far right people Can you imagine the fuss that would be made in the media But this is Islamist militants Are intimidating Bullying And they look as though they're prepared to harm Anyone who dares disagree with them What is happening to Britain? Okay, uh, let's look at something on the media Um, Do you know this?
2: Serious
0: hot Steve Wright in the afternoon. Steve Wright in the afternoon. Steve Wright in the afternoon. Now, Steve Wright, one of the greatest, if not one of the best DJs, along, you think of people like Noel Edmonds, for example, um, Chris Moyes, others. Ken Bruce. Now, he died. Um, His afternoon show made Radio 1 in the 1980s. When he moved to Radio 2 in the 1990s, lots of people, including me. In fact, it seemed as though most of Britain listened to uh, Steve Wright in the afternoon. Just a fabulous show. Well, the current controller, Helen Thomas, decided she would ask Steve Wright. I mean, Why? He was popular, huge numbers. She'd already got rid of Ken Bruce and Simon Mayo and their listeners went. But it was just really cruel, I think, to ask Steve Wright. Uh, It's funny, when she reacted to his death, she kind of said that he was second to none. Yeah, really? Because she clearly regarded him as second to Scott Mills, who I still haven't heard of, actually. Um, Why did she do that? What was the reason? Oh, she wanted to attract a younger demographic. Well, she didn't. She just didn't. And they didn't. If you want the most authentic and diverse cross-section of the UK population, there's an article I read in The uh, Spectator on the betrayal of Steve Wright, then you'd find them listening to Steve Wright in the afternoon. Yeah, once again... It's kind of like these elites have no idea. They just, they've got things in theory. They just have no idea about ordinary people. Well, we certainly can't go back to Steve Wright in the afternoon. More is the pity. Here's my number 69, Delamitri. Justice. How does justice work? There's a couple of things from the US that I want to show you to show you what happens when we reject Christianity and we end up without, I think we end up without a fair justice system. Now, Fannie Willis is the Fulton County DA. She's facing misconduct allegations because uh, she's gone for Trump. She's a special prosecutor and she was, sorry, she was having an affair with Nathan Wade the special prosecutor, which she initially denied. But here is her being questioned. Now just listen to this for an extraordinary thing.
4: Probably the most money I've ever handed him is $2,500. The least amount of money I've handed him, probably between $500 and $1,000. You never wrote him a check? Ma'am, I don't have checks. Okay, Um, so you have no proof of any reimbursement for any of these things because it was all cash, right? The testimony of one witness? Is enough to prove a fact. So, my question is, you have lying Is that what you're intimating right here? I'm asking if you have any proof that you paid for any of uh, these money. The proof is what I just told you. You have no written proof. Is that
0: correct? That's a senior legal person saying that the testimony of one witness is proof. Well, Trump will testify he didn't do it. Is that proof? That's an absurd statement. The Bible tells us that um, we have to look for two witnesses at least. And then the other thing that's happened in the U.S. is the politicization of the judiciary. Now, the U.S. is, I I don't think any Australian, Canadian, U.K. person would recognize it as a fair system. And it's got a whole lot worse. So there's been a case against Mark Stein, who's a columnist, and uh, he'd made fun of Michael Mann, the guy who did the hockey stick. Uh, He claimed to be a Nobel laureate, which he wasn't, by the way, Michael Mann. Uh, The trial and verdict made a complete mockery of the idea that any political conservative could get a remotely fair trial in Washington, D.C., where some 93% vote Democrat year in and year out. Mann and his lawyers, which cost a fortune, but Mann didn't pay for any of them, just anonymous donors, delayed their case for over a decade to try to bankrupt Stein, who ended up representing himself. Now, it should never have gone to the jury. It was so weak but they had to prove actual malice, claiming that when Stein was blasting the falsity of the hockey stick climate change catastrophe, that he knew that he, Stein, was lying, that Stein subjectively knew what he was saying wasn't true. But Stein's been saying that about man's hockey stick charade for over two decades, even wrote a book about it. That test is not even met, and man's hockey stick is ludicrous. And, of course, man has to prove reputational damage. But in D.C., this is what happened. They gave a directed verdict for Stein. They, are more, they awarded Mann $1 in actual damages against Stein and his co-defendant and a $1 million in exemplary damages, meaning that Stein is not free to speak about this issue. So in France, you can't speak about the vaccines. And in the U.S., you can't question the climate change narrative. All right, my number 68, let's go classical, Borodin, Prince Igor, Polovtsian Dances. Is this the worst television program proposed ever? Channel 4, which is state-funded, are setting up a thing called Virgin Island, where they hope that participants who are sexual virgins will have sex. But if they fail, they will get help from specialists known as sex surrogates, which is basically prostitutes. There's never been a TV show that pushes the boundaries quite like this, and probably never will again. Oh, I, I don't think that will be true I'm pretty sure that you can find new ways to go lower and even lower and speaking of low here's something from uh, about John Lewis
1: yeah I was sent this magazine from somebody who works at John Lewis and I thought what a magazine you know how harmful can that be and then I started to read through it and I started to become very concerned very quickly because in this magazine, they were suggesting to parents that if their young daughters don't like their bodies, that they should consider breast binders for them. They were uh, recommending Mermaids, uh, a charity under investigation by the Charity Commission for Safeguarding Concerns as a resource for parents. They were applying pressure on staff members to use preferred pronouns. Um, and it was it was almost like cult like indoctrination. I came to a page at the end, which was a word search, and I thought again, how 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 fun, how harm harm harmless. And I looked at the words that were, people were expected to search for in the word search, uh, and it wasn't things like uh, you know Heinz beans or a bouquet of flowers. It was words like transitioning and cisgender and transphobia. It, it felt like a cult. Um, so so I publicised. Now
0: John doing Lewis doing is a very respectable, or it was a very respectable department store. Um, It's got this magazine called Identity, which amongst other things is advocating breast binding. You know, there's an article um, in The Spectator again, which is absolutely fabulous. And it says this at the end, once a suitable response would be to say, this is talks about the attention grabbers, that's nice, dear, and to change the subject. But now these attention seekers are indulged. They get their own magazine, woe betide any John Lewis employee who calls this nonsense out for what it is. And then there was a fascinating interview between Dr. Phil and Joe Rogan on trans. Uh, here's a little bit of it.
5: It's interesting they choose words like uh, gender affirming care. You know, that's, that's interesting that they call it that but really what they're talking about is hormonal therapy or sex reassignment surgery on children and in fairness the american medical association the american academy of pediatrics the american is endocrine society or whatever the exact name of that is all of the major medical associations have signed off on this joe they've signed off on it and i have never seen those organizations sign off on anything with less information as to whether or not it does long-term harm of anything in my life. And when I, when I ask about that, when I bring that up, then they immediately label you as transphobic. And I, I thought that the deal was first do no harm. And all of the European countries, you know, Sweden, Norway, they, they've all stopped doing it because they say, we, we cannot say in good conscience that this does no harm. Because it does harm. If 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 you look at the long term, and what Dr. Phil is so doing is calling
0: out the long term harm of what's meant to be gender affirming care. But the American College of Pediatricians issued a position statement saying that a review of more than sixty studies has concluded there is no long term evidence that mental health concerns are decreased or alleviated after gender affirming therapy. And then this is crazy. Now, transgender woman's milk is just as good for babies as breast milk. That's according to a letter from the medical director at University Hospital Sussex NHS Foundation Trust. The claim was made as part of a response against campaign groups. The trust referred to studies and the World Health Organization guidance, including one case which found what it called no observable effects in babies fed by induced lactation. Well, to discuss this in a bit more detail, I'm joined now by Kate Luxian, who is a research fellow in Creative Global Health at the University College London and a lactation consultant trainee. I wanted to begin by getting your reaction to what That's the BBC the seriously telling us, oh my goodness, that um, induced lactation from men means that men can breastfeed better than women. And this disease has so taken hold of our elites who run things and our charities and so on, that the National Multiple Sclerosis Society has fired a volunteer, Fran Ektov, because as of statements, this is what they say, that we're viewed as not aligning with our policy of inclusion. Fran has been a valued member of our volunteer team for more than three years. As an organisation, we are in a continued conversation about assuring that our diversity, equity and inclusion policies evolve in search of our mission. And we'll reach out to Fran in service of this goal. What did she say? You know what she said? She said that men can't become women. But hey, the National Multiple Sclerosis Society cares so little about multiple sclerosis and so much about seeming to be in the right camp for this non-diverse policy that they got rid of her. Okay, time for another piece of music. My number 67, Plankstee, who feature a couple of times. Um, this is a bit of Follow Me Up to Carlo.
4: Course and swear, Lord Kildare, Beep will do what Beep will dare. Now Fitzwilliam have a care. Fall in this of your star, with Albert, out with sword. On we'll go for by the Lord. Vic McHugh has given the word. Follow me up to Carlo. From to Saggard to Clonmore, There flow is a stream of Saxon gore. While great is Rory O'Gorman at sending the loons to hard White is sick, grey is fled. Now for Black Fitzwilliam's head We'll send it over the and Red To Queen Liza and her ladies Curse and swear, Lord Kildare we will do what we will dare Now Fitzwilliam have a care fallen is a your star low Up with Halbert, out with sword On we'll go, for by the Lord Vic McHugh has given the word Follow me up
3: to Carlow
0: Right, we're nearing the end Uh, I think I'm going to write about this So I might say more about it next week But um, Lyle's golden syrup packaging Which always has had a lion A dead lion with bees inside it uh, Out of the eater come forth meat And out of the strong come forth sweetness Out of the strong come forth sweetness was the quote Uh, That is being changed Some Christians think it's not a big deal and it's not at one level, but it is indicative of where the culture's going. This is the world's oldest unchanged brand packaging, being nearly identical since 1888. It was a Scottish businessman, Abraham Lyle, who introduced it. He had strong religious views, which is why the packaging depicts this Old Testament story. But the firm have said, our fresh contemporary design brings Lyle's into the modern day, appealing to the everyday British household. While still feeling nostalgic and authentically Lyles. But Helen Edwards, adjunct associate professor of marketing at London Business School, where doubtless all these people go and learn, the story of it coming from religious belief could put the bland in an exclusionary space, especially if it was to go viral on X or TikTok. Wow. And then uh, Richard Coles, a very famous celebrity vicar, has admitted something that we kind of all knew he lied. Uh, He admitted to deceiving Church of England officials regarding his sexual relationship with, the paper says, Premier Christian News says, his late husband. No, Premier Christian, he's not his late husband. A man can't marry a man. Try partner. Well, he lied and he's admitted that he lied. Um, And then he said he did it because he was part of the resistance and the church played the role of the Gestapo. I'm not the first person to find themselves obliged to lie for institutional reasons in the Church of England. Indeed, you're not, Richard, including all those who don't believe in God. And then this, again from the BBC's Sunday programme. Well, we can speak
4: now with the Dean of St Albans, the very Reverend Joe Kelly-Moore. Dean, good morning.
3: Good morning, William.
4: Obviously, there's a time and a place for everything, Dean, but... Is a cathedral the place for thousands of people dancing to the biggest hits of the Spice Girls with alcoholic drinks for sale sold from makeshift bars in the nave like some pop-up nightclub? Uh, well, William, as I uh, begin, I want to say look, respecting everyone's opinions in this, um, you know, cathedrals and their knaves have always been places of public gathering. I think the point I'm making is knaves are places open for all people. And these are really carefully organised occasions. People are joyous. And these ancient stones speak of something eternal. And I think the disco-goer we just heard from, we don't want to discount when and how people have religious experiences. Yeah. And um, we want to welcome people you can have a ourselves. You can have a religious experience with the Backstreet Boys, can you? Oh, well,
0: I'm, I'm sure you can. <laughs> There's a whiff of desperation to it all, though, isn't there? You see, apparently, if you hold a rave in a cathedral, you get more people in. But how is that evangelism? As was said in the clip, it does have a whiff of desperation. It's all about maintaining buildings, buildings. nothing about Christ. So depressing that, actually, to be honest. My number 66, Le Bourgeois Jean-Baptiste Lully. time to go. I want to leave you with a quote from Navalny and just a little reflection on a funeral I was at on Monday. This is Navalny. Why do you tolerate these lies? Why do you look the other way? I'm sorry if I'm dragging you into philosophical discussion, but life is too short to look the other way. A blink of an eye and I'm almost 40. Another blink and I'll be looking after my grandchildren. Another blink and I'll be on my deathbed surrounded by relatives who'll be thinking, get on with it. We need the inheritance. For all of us, the moment will come when we will realize that none of the things we achieved by looking the other way and keeping quiet mattered. The only moments that matter in life are the moments when we're doing the right thing. When we don't have to look the other way, we can ra- when we can raise our eyes from the floor and look each other in the eye, nothing else matters. I'll leave a, a link to the whole of that amazing speech. And as regards the funeral, I was at a funeral of my daughter's father-in-law, Glenn Milburn. a uh, Marvellous funeral in lots of ways. A beautiful Christian, a humble man, a gracious man. His family's testimony was wonderful. And so was the testimony of the packed, overflowing church. But I read this the next day, and I wanted to share it with you. This is from Thomas Brooks. The assured soul He knows that death shall be the funeral of all his sins and sorrows, of all afflictions and temptations, of all desertions and oppositions. He knows that death shall be the resurrection of his joys. He knows that death is both an outlet and an inlet, an outlet to sin and an inlet to the soul's clear, full and constant enjoyment of God. And this makes the assured soul to sing it sweetly out, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? That's it. That's the hope we've got in this world. Thanks to Peter for producing this. Please feel free to respond, make contributions, contribute to the fundraiser. Uh, go to, on the Pubbean fundraiser, all the details on www.theweefly.com. You can email me at theweefly at gmail.com. Uh, and our final piece of music is one that... Glenn Milburn and his wife, Ruth, really appreciated. Cory Voss talking about the big picture. Here's the big picture. God is sovereign and he will build his kingdom and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. God bless you and see you next week.
6: Bye. I don't mind admitting that a dream has run its course and I am grieving. Oh, I am grieving. I don't mind admitting that I feel a little lost It's a lonely season Don't like this feeling But I believe You're moving in more ways than I can see I believe You're in all things and working perfectly So I will trust You, Jesus Lord of all the little pieces Of the big picture. I don't mind confessing I don't have it all together. I've got questions. I don't mind confessing I've got fears that make my prayers a little angry. Yeah. But I believe You're moving in more ways than I can see I believe You're in all things and working perfectly So I will trust You, Jesus, Lord of all the little pieces Of the big picture It's the big picture i oh. the big picture